What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? This is your host, Mason Pierce. And guys, do I have some great college football news for y'all. Today's episode will probably be a little bit shorter. won't be as long as y'all have seen, like the 17-minute plus. But today's news is going to be really, really good. It involves some really high recruits. And it's also kind of some controversial stuff. So guys, let's get right into it. If you have not yet followed the official TikTok and Instagram of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, links will be down below in the description. It is also at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both platforms. Guys, thank you all for all the support you all have shown on the Instagram, the TikTok, and even on here on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. In case y'all don't know, these podcasts are now on Apple Podcasts, so if it is easier for y'all to access your podcast on Apple Podcasts, go right ahead and go listen. It is going to be free. I'm not going to charge any subscriptions because, guys, I want to be able to build build, you know, build you a community with y'all, be able to continue to sh- spread my love for sports with y'all. But, guys, let's get into the first news of today. It is revolving a commitment, and it is four-star offensive lineman Luke Montgomery, who is the 35th ranked player in the 2023 class. He's committed to Ohio State. This is great for Ohio State, continuing to build that O-line depth that they'll need you know, to continue with all their great quarterbacks that they're going to continue and continue and continue to get. Some more news. Texas Tech, they will be allowing for custom jerseys through the Under Armour website to benefit players through NIL, which I think is amazing that these schools are finally all doing it. So I would expect pretty much every single school to be allowing this by the end of summer before, you know, football season does officially start. Now let's get into um, some the last, and this is kind of like the bigger, bigger news regarding high school kind of portion of college football recruiting and is regarding Arch Manning, the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning, who are both Hall of Famers. And, guys, we all thought Arch was down to Texas and Alabama. We had seen some reports that were talking about how he's down to those two schools, which it wasn't really shocking seeing how David Cutcliffe, the former Duke uh, head coach and former head coach of Tennessee when Peyton was at Tennessee, you know, going to Texas, becoming, I think it was like an offensive assistant for Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. But from the looks of it, and it has been reported by Arch Manning's dad that Florida and LSU are now in the mix for the young Manning quarterback who could potentially be, as Peyton has even said, the best Manning quarterback of all time, which is some huge shoes to fill. But so now it is down to six teams for Arch Manning instead of the two that we had all these reports coming out about saying about how it was down to Alabama and Texas. No, is fully back to four. Ole Miss is still in it. Georgia is still in it. And now LSU and Florida are in this, you know, this contest to see who will land this 
great young quarterback. So now we have some transfer portal news. And here's kind of some kind of shocking transfer portal news. Arizona State quarterback, who's been their starting quarterback for the past three years, and Jaden Daniels, he has officially entered the transfer portal. And as, and as of right now, UCLA and California, Berkeley, are expected to be the front runners to land the quarterback. Now, this is kind of shocking as we saw how when Spencer Rattler transferred from Oklahoma Arizona State was one of his probably top places to go because we didn't know if Jaden Daniels was going to declare or if he was going to end up staying this year, which he ended up talking to Herm Edwards and all them, and he stayed this year. So we thought everything was going to be okay. Then we had all those, all the, all those allegations and just the whole Arizona just football program as a whole kind of collapsed. And I guess Jaden Daniels kind of saw it and said deuces. And he's officially entered the transfer portal. And not even two hours later, there was a video that got posted to Instagram. I think it was, I saw it off a of TND takeover, where some Arizona State players were literally were literally taking stuff from Jaden Daniels' locker and just talking about how he sucked and how he's not, you know, he wasn't he wasn't good at all. And that, like, he needs to kick rocks. And right now, Arizona State football as a whole and that whole locker room needs to get revamped. I think Herm Edwards, his era in Arizona State needs to be over. They need to just refresh, find someone new for them because, I mean, it just overall, it, it, it's, it's not looking good for the future of that program. But, no, I'm glad Jaden Daniels, if that's how it really is in the locker room, I'm glad he is leaving. I really do expect Berkeley probably to be the probably the biggest if probably the no I can't even talk the biggest front runner to get him simply because UCLA still has DTR and I don't think you know Jaden's going to be able to start over DTR and I know Jaden's going to want to go to a school that he's going to instantly start at so once again another huge quarterback added to the transfer portal TC and then here was you know this one's kind of a little shocking to me TCU transfer Edge O'Shawn Mathis, he is officially down to five schools. The five schools that he is listed is Texas, Nebraska, and yes, I said Nebraska, <laughs> Ole Miss, Penn State, and USC. I personally think the two schools that it will come down to to land O'Shawn will definitely be Texas and USC, simply because Texas has as Gary Patterson as a defensive analyst and assistant for him because, well, O'Shawn was recruited by Gary to go to TCU. So obviously Gary or O'Shawn's going to want to follow his old coach. And USC, simply for the fact of what USC is building with Lincoln Riley and the fact that they need edge they need edge rushers and O'Shawn would instantly be a impact starter and probably could easily be an all-Pac-12 all selection if he did go to USC. So... Kind of shocked Nebraska's in the mix. I think Nebraska's simply in it just because of the great environment they have up there and the fans and just overall just how much they how much money and how much focus they put into the football program. Plus, Scott Frost is a good coach to play for. Now, he may not be necessarily has shown he's a great coach when it comes to Power 5 football, but he has slowly showed improvements, and hopefully Nebraska as a whole will just finally figure out how to be able to get bowl eligible at least this season. Because, man, if they had won all those games they had lost by under seven, they would have been top 15 in the country. Like, it was like an actual stat I saw, which I think is hilarious. But, and here's, and now on our next news for college football news. <laughs> And this, is, and this hurts me as a TCU fan, and it's regarding our football program once again. 
TCU edge rusher Landon Watson has has sort of officially entered the transfer portal. One of my friends on Instagram, TCU Media, he told me that Landon had said that he is going to transfer, but nothing is official yet, but it is in the works. This is kind of sad to see as he he only played the the season opener against Duquesne, and then he got redshirted. Um, he only spent one season with us, so we really never got to see his full potential. I do expect him to either go to Texas or LSU, as he originally was committed to LSU at one point, and he was recruited by Gary. So obviously, you know, Gary being in Texas now is going to really impact a lot of transfers that come from TCU. So once again, huge loss for my Horn Frogs, and just I hope we can we don't let this get to us and we just rebuild and not re or I hope we reload, not rebuild. But so now on our final college football news, and it's regarding Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Michigan has extended his contract through 2026. This is great for Michigan as it finally kind of gets rid of that uncertainty of after this season, will Jim Harbaugh go straight back to finding a new job or will he stay with his alma mater? And as we see, he will be staying with his alma mater for at least another four seasons with the Wolverines. This is great for them as they need a lot more consistency. So once again, great job by Michigan getting him secured to stay with that program as he has been doing decent as of late. Now, guys, let's get on to the NFL side. And I do want to warn y'all, some of this some of this this first news might be a little disturbing to some people, so just fair warning. Apparent regarding a report, in twenty fifteen, the Dallas Cowboys paid a confidential settlement of two point five million dollars to four Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders who had accused senior vice president Richard Dalrymple of having sexual pleasure from watching them. And this comes from ESPN, so this is official. But apparently, Dallas Cowboys senior senior VP was sexually pleasuring himself to the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. This was kind. Of, this is really kind of not a good look for Jerry Jones and them. Kind of thinking that they just covered it up and just said, "Okay, here's 2.5 million. You know, hush, hush." Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a, not not a good look, Jerry. And that's that's all I'm gonna say. But <laughs> under some funny news, kind of lighthearted news, Rams GM Les Snead, and in case you don't know, he's notorious for literally trading every single first round pick they have, and only ever having second round and like fourth round picks. But at the Rams uh, Super Bowl parade, which was on Wednesday, he was wearing a shirt that said F them picks with a meme of his face on it. And he even addressed it to the the crowd and was <laughs> I thought it was great. If you haven't seen the video, I definitely suggest looking it up on Instagram or YouTube. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, Aaron Donald made sure to take his shirt off, you know, flex, flex the body and everything like that. Uh, it, you know, Matthew Stafford was definitely drunk as can be. Um, a camera lady in front of him literally broke her spine and he just walked off completely like just phased out. He did later on pay for all her medical expenses, but to say the Rams didn't party hard would be an understatement. <laughs> so, but now onto some uh, NFL news regarding releases and signings. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they have released veteran edge rusher Dante Fowler Jr. This isn't really shocking as his three seasons with the team have kind of been eh because after he had that one good half season with the Rams after being traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars he he was outstanding people I mean 
we knew he was good, but the Falcons kind of had a reach and they gave him that huge contract. But Dante Fowler will officially be a will be back on the free agent market. I think he'll be a good, solid veteran pickup. You know, get him on a veteran minimum deal, bring him into your locker room, and who will be a good guy? I could definitely see Jacksonville maybe reuniting with him now that they have a different coaching staff and hopefully they get rid of that awful GM they, they that they do have. But Dante Fowler is released by the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings have officially hired former Broncos defensive coordinator Ed Donatel as their new defensive coordinator. I think this is an okay, okay signing, kind of like another, you know, Miami offensive coordinator situation where it's like, eh, it's a good in the moment situation. I don't think it'll be a great long term, but it's halfway decent. Uh, next news we have is the Denver Broncos have hired former Rams secondary coach, and sorry if I butcher the name, Egerio Everio as their defensive coordinator. I personally love this hire as we saw how great that Rams secondary was, even with even with you know excluding Jalen Ramsey with Darius Williams, uh, Chris Long, and all those other cornerbacks who are kind of not really highly as touted as Jalen Ramsey. They played fantastic. I think this is great for the Broncos as they're going to definitely need that type of I mean considering the Broncos already have a great secondary with guys like Bryce Callahan, Justin Simmons. I know Kyle Fuller probably won't be back, but with Patrick Sertan, the up the up and rising rookie for him, this is definitely a sneaky good hire that really won't get mentioned a lot. Now guys, now that we are done with the call the college football and the NFL side of our show, let's get on to some MLB news. Now the biggest news pretty much right now for the MLB is the fact that um, Nationals outfielder Juan Soto before the lockout officially had happened the uh, Washington Nationals had offered him a 13 year 350 million dollar deal to stay with the team and he declined it um, I don't want to say he's leaving the Nationals but in the nicest way possible he is definitely leaving the Nationals if he declined that offer uh, I think he kind of sees the direction that team's going into now that Ryan Zimmerman also he retired after 16 years with the Nationals. Congratulations on a great career, by the way. He is officially retired, and the fact that the Nationals kind of have traded away every key piece that's ever been around him with Max Scherzer, uh, Trey Turner, uh, it's you know it, they're pretty much just going rebuild. And I think Juan Soto doesn't want to really be a part of a rebuild. He wants to be a part of a winning team that or a win now team like the Dodgers, like the Astros like a lot of these teams so expect him to be really 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 sought after when this lockout ends if it ever ends and finally guys the last news we have is and this is kind of shocking I saw it off of Bleacher Report the MLB and PA and the Players Association meeting that lasted on Thursday it only lasted 15 minutes um uh, I don't want to say it's a bad, you know, bad sign of things to come, but that's definitely a bad sign of things to come. Um, uh, Rob Manfred had said also in that meeting that I think I think it was February 25th. If by February 25th they haven't agreed on a new uh, contract for the whatever that C that three, you you know, that the contract thing that they have to have that the um, March I think it was 29th opening day start will have to get pushed back officially. So they have until. February 25th, which it looks like that will definitely not be happening. So, guys, expect the MLB season to get pushed back completely. So, 
but now nah, it's it's been it's been kind of crazy not really as much news to really report to you guys but i really do hope y'all did enjoy today's episode i really enjoyed making it for y'all once again please don't forget to follow the official instagram and tiktok of the cover seven with mason pierce podcast at cover seven with mason pierce it will also be in the link down in the description below guys i hope y'all have a fantastic friday i hope y'all continue to be amazing as once again continue to be great peace out guys